I would start with how do you want to monetize? Like what, what is your main goal? Because just having an idea is it's going to be a little bit harder to actually put like actionable steps towards it. It's better to just have it written out. Okay. I want to get a long-term collab with this brand. Okay. Well then could you make little changes each day in your content that would one help bring in followers that are interested in this brand or interested in this type of brand and two, how are you going to set yourself up by continuing to mention the brand, um, buying their products, making video free videos for them? Like that, you have to have your end goal and then work towards that because I think a lot of people just want you know to grow and then they want it to just like show up. They want the brands to reach out. They want the money to just come flowing in. But it, there is just a lot of planning behind monetizing. Hi friends, it's Kayla Moran and welcome back to the Let's Get Candid podcast. Okay guys, the biggest news of the week, of the century, (laughs) I passed the bar exam. I passed. I am officially a licensed attorney in the state of Florida. It feels really surreal. I don't think it's hit me yet. I don't think it's going to hit me until my swearing in. That is all that is left for me to officially become an attorney. I have 90 days from receiving my results so 90 days from Monday to get sworn in. So I'm setting that up. And as soon as I know, I will bring you all along with me. I can't believe I passed. Thank you guys so, so much. I know I've said it a million times, not just for supporting the show, always that, but for encouraging me and uplifting me the last couple of months while I was preparing for this exam. We did it. I did it. I couldn't have done it without you guys. It really does mean the world to me to get your messages and your support and your prayers, especially the last couple of days leading up to results and all your congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, I did it. I threw out my books. I got to see some of my friends get sworn in. I am starting to set up my businesses, starting to set up the website connectasocial.com. I'll link it in the show notes. I am starting to reach out to clients. Clients are starting to reach out to me. I'm talking to attorneys. I'm planning on taking certain courses to really learn the ins and outs of business that I want to create so I can offer services to you guys, which I'll tell you more about as, as that happens. And it's on the website though, so you'll see it. And yeah, I I like, I'm in shock. I truly still am in shock. Yesterday, I was absolutely in shock. Um, Monday night when I found out, I was in disbelief. I was nauseous. Tuesday, I still was nauseous. I just think, I can't believe I did it. I, all of the sacrifice, all of the hard work, all of the blood, sweat, and tears that the last three years, I did it. It was all for this moment. And I did it and I surpassed my goal. I was actually yesterday at 11, 11 at night. I noticed that I had put, I'm a lawyer on my vision board and my vision board is my computer desktop and my iPhone background. And I mean, I see it every single day and some days I notice it more than others, but it was yesterday when it really hit me that, holy shit, I did that. Like looking at my screensaver and at 11, 11 and noticing I accomplished the biggest thing on my vision board for 2022. It just, the magnitude of that, it like, I don't know if anything will ever beat that. Maybe 
giving birth. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it just feels surreal. I think that I finally, I finally did it. And it just shows me that you can do anything you set your mind to, no matter what, you know, life is going to throw curveballs your way. Things are going to get hard, but they are worth it. And if you want it that badly and you're willing to put in the work, no matter what, no matter who tells you that you don't deserve it or that you're not good enough, even if that person is you, because sometimes it is, don't listen to that voice. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to the noise. Tune it out. And if you want something really, really badly, you will do everything in your power to make it happen. And the hard work will pay off. And that's, I'm, I'm a testament to that. And I have the Mind Your Business Planner by Needs on Raider, Mind Your Business, her course and her now her planner company. And I've been in the, you know, every day you write something that you're grateful for at the beginning of the day, like on the top of the planner. And, you know, I put my resilience and my passion and something that I'm grateful for is passing, of course, but, and that was the highlight of my day on Monday, but you know, I just, my resilience and my passion and my unwavering commitment to doing what I want on my terms and, you know, following my goals and pursuing my goals because they are what I know my purpose to be. I am doing it for me, my own way. And that is my purpose in life. That is what I'm here for. And I'm going to achieve that. And I, like I've said, my why has always been to help others, to help you. That is why I started the podcast. That is why I went to law school to begin with. And now I'm finally a lawyer and I can finally do that through legal services too. And I can't wait to tell you more all about that as as I can. I'm going to be taking a couple courses to get my footing and really know what I'm doing. So until I do that, I'm not quite ready to share exactly what I'm doing yet, but they are on my website preliminarily. Um, but yeah, I, I did it, you know, I, I did it. And now I can, I'm a testament to that. I'm a testament to everything that I talk about on this podcast. And I want to continue to be here for you. I want to be that resource for you. I want to be that guide, that mentor, that friend, that girl that you, you know, you call up at 2am or at 5pm when you need happy hour, even with a mocktail, even with a glass of water or, a glass of wine or a cocktail just to vent or ask advice or cry about a boy or because a job fell through or because you're in the job search and nothing is panning out. I've been there. I am there. You know, we can all get through it together. And through these candid conversations with so many different people doing so many different things and everyone's journey is different. Everyone's path is different, how they've gotten to where they are. They started one place, they ended up another. And, you know, learning about their journey to to help guide you in knowing that your journey doesn't have to look like everybody else's because look at the different ways that it's turned out and everyone is still successful at the end of the day because they are speaking and acting in their passions, in their, their truth, as cheesy as that sounds. And, you know... Now I can do that too, and I can be a testament to all of the hard work and sacrifice and that it is worth it at the end of the day. So if you're having a bad day or you're not sure where you're you're going or what you're doing or why you're doing it, 
really dig deep and look inward and ask yourself, why do you want to do what it is you're doing? Or if you don't know what to do, you know, what is your goal? Like, look at your 5, 10, 15 year plan and just think, where do you want to be then? And how can I get there? Work backwards. And I promise you, you will get to where you want to be. You just have to have a little faith and, you know, focus on your goals, have a vision and work towards it and keep your chin up and it'll all be worth it. And yeah, that's what I did. And here I am. I'm so happy that I passed, of course, and I'm really happy that I get to share with all of you guys. And yeah, that is my sweet of the week. I don't have a suck because honestly, even though there's been some things that have happened throughout the last couple of days, they're so inconsequential and so unimportant in comparison. You know, I'm still trying to figure out my business. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what direction I want to take it in, how I want to market it, all of the business decisions, you know, the the not so fun side of entrepreneurship that people don't tell you the hard work it takes to be an entrepreneur. But that all means nothing because I passed and that is the most important thing right now. Just, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? Just basking in it for a little while longer and, you know, believing that everything will work out the way that it's meant to and I just need to be patient. And baby steps, slow and steady wins the race for everything else. But yeah, that is the intro, you guys. I want to thank you guys so, so much for listening to the podcast and sharing it and, you know, supporting the show. It really does mean the world to me and for supporting me, all your messages of encouragement and support and prayers. I I could not have done it without you and without this show being a place for me every week to share how I'm feeling and get it all out. You know, being on the mic is like therapy. It has been therapy for me the last couple of months. And now I get to turn it all to you guys and continue to provide value to you because you know that has always been my goal. So thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review. Please share with a friend, screenshot and tag us as you're listening and leave a rating and review. I think I already said that. Um, subscribe, follow along with the show on a pod, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. My God, I don't know if I need coffee or a nap or what. I am wired, but I am in such a good mood today. Honestly, yesterday was rough because I didn't sleep very well after finding out. I just was very like overwhelmed, but I finally got some sleep last night and today I woke up with an I get to mentality instead of an I have to mentality and I was just so energized and excited for the day and I think I'm just I don't think I need coffee. I think I need to relax. (laughs) I'm very wired right now. Um, But thank you guys so, so much for listening. Please, 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 please share the show. It's the best way to grow the show. Share with a friend, someone who needs to hear this, someone who needs to hear the episode that you're about to hear. And go follow Maddie. She is our guest this week, Maddie Prettyman. She is Choose Your Glow and Choose Your Social on Instagram and TikTok. She is such an inspiration. I really enjoyed my conversation with her. Some great advice has been given in this episode that I have started to take and really see it pay off in my content. I know you will too. She knows her stuff. She is such a fun 
person to follow. Very entertaining, but also really smart and really knows her stuff. I, I just don't know how else to put it. Like she, she, she is that girl. And you definitely need to go check her out if you're not already. I will link it in the show as in the show notes as always. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Meet Maddie. Hi Maddie, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I am so excited to have you on. I was telling you off air that you are someone that I've been dying to have on my podcast since before I even started it. So you were someone, I heard you on Lisa's podcast and I really wanted to have you on. So we're going to dive into choose your social, choose your glow and everything that you do online and how you help people online. But first, want to go a little beneath the surface. What's something that people wouldn't know about you just from following you? Oh, you start with the hard one. Okay, (laughs) let's see. I really, really enjoy cooking and I don't post about it a lot because I try, I tried sharing more cooking stuff um, at the beginning, but I think it took out the fun because, you know, recording while you're cooking just isn't really fun. So I feel like people don't know that I just love cooking. I, you know, it really excites me. I do it all the time. I try to cook every meal and um, yeah, that's what came to mind right now. (laughs) That's actually a perfect segue into something that we were talking about that I want to talk more about here. But yeah, actually when I, right now I went on your profile right before this and like the first thing I saw was something about like a pasta that you made. So you do share it here and there, and it's a perfect segue to why don't you share, like you are very like limited in what you share, you know, very niche. And I won't like, that's a big like debate, like niche down versus not niche down niche versus personality. And it's like, my question for you is, would you still niche down down now if you were starting over? Would you just share like to be able to share more of that? Cause do you feel that you're not able to share like things you enjoy other than social media and skincare? Honestly, I think that I pick and choose what I share just because like if I were to start over and niching down all the way, that's kind of what helped me get to where I am today was niching down focusing in on one thing. My strategy is more like, okay, let's dabble in this, dabble in that. And we'll try to bring in more things. I started bringing in exercise at one point. I was sharing workout plans. You know, I was just kind of trying to share all the things I was passionate about. And what I realized was it just takes a lot of energy and work when it comes to bringing in other aspects of your life. Because for me, if I'm going to share something, I want to share it in a way where I'm like providing value of some sort and I'm actually giving something instead of just like, here, look at me. And so I would try to actually share recipes and actually share workout plans. And it just almost took away from me putting energy towards what my page was meant to be about, which is skincare and beauty. So now I'm mainly just kind of sharing it here and there in my stories, whereas my content is definitely focused on skincare, beauty, um, somewhat lifestyle. Um, I'll kind of throw that in here and there, but for the most part, it's mostly just skincare, beauty, sharing value in that space. Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious because I never niche down and, you know, I would always be like, and I still say this, I just don't feel that. And I am curious your answer on this, like that I can't niche down because if I don't share all the things I'm interested in, I'm ignoring a part of myself. And so for me, I, I, say that I'm lifestyle and I'm more of a personality because I'm unapologetic about what I 
who I am and what I like. And that's what I'm sharing. And I just hope that by me being myself, I am inspiring you and I'm providing value to you. So that's how I, what I want you to get out of my page. So I really struggle with niching down and the idea of it. And like, should I have niched down when I started, should I have created a second account, you know, and not use my personal, how do I, it, like you said, it's not, it's harder for you to bring in all these other things. But I feel like for me, it's hard to only focus on one thing because I get bored. Like I get bored of just the same thing over and over and talking about the same thing. And like, not that that doesn't work for other people. It just didn't really work for me. The few times I tried to do it and it just, I got tired of it very fast. I was like, I'm just going to be myself. And I hope that that's what comes across, but it is harder to grow that way. So I, I've struggled with that dichotomy myself. So I was wondering for someone who feels that way and selfishly for myself, like what advice do you have for people? What would you say to that? I think you really decide, okay, what what is the point of my page? Like for me, point of my page was to share my passion for beauty and skincare. If you want to share your life, a lot of people can do that pretty well, but there has to be something about you that sticks out, whether it's your personality, maybe you're really funny or whether it's your authenticity, you're just like raw, real, no edits. What about your life stands out? Because people don't want to just follow people because they live the same life that they live and they're just watching the same thing over and over and over again. There has to be something about you that you're showing up, you're putting yourself out there, you're different and unique in some way. And I do think that that can work if you set it up in a way to where you're showing up as your personality. But if you aren't really being open about you and sharing your real personality and talking on your stories and doing lives and just having conversations with people all the time, it's going to be harder for people to really get to know you because your personality isn't showing through and they're just getting bits of your fashion and bits of your skincare. And it's hard for them to really be drawn into one thing because it's all over the place, right? So I think that people need to decide, like, what is it about your page that you feel like you stand out? And niching down just makes you stand out automatically because you're becoming an expert in one space where people know exactly what they're going to get from you. If you want to talk about everything, then you need to, you need to set it up in a way that people know exactly what they're going to get from you, right? There's consistency in your post, whether it's your personality, whether it's your fashion, you know, whatever it may be, you do want that consistency because that's kind of what draws people in and makes them want to stay. No, that makes total sense. And I, I think for me, like I was saying, I think for me, I am that authentic, open, vulnerable personality. And I hope that that, that shows and that is consistent. Although I am evolving and I have been evolving the last, I don't know if it's that my page has evolved because I'm evolving or I'm evolving and my page, like which one came first, you know, the chicken or the egg, but you know, you can definitely see periods of my life, how I talk and how I share things is changing because I'm changing as a person, but it's not like I'm changing to like fit the trend or like what personality is in at the moment. It's just that I have changed, but I agree. I think it is, I agree more with the niche versus personality. If you can't niche down, I, I do think it works for people. I just personally for me, because I didn't start a personal account and I just transitioned from my, my own personal Instagram to influencing 
that it was a lot harder for me to niche down because I didn't start over. So for you, did do you have your own personal account that no one sees and then you have these two accounts, your skincare and your social media account or is Choose Your Glow your personal account and you just don't share the other side and like you, you reserve like your personality and like your true self for like the people in your real life? Like how do you navigate that? So I started Choose Your Glow just kind of as a separate thing. I'm Honestly, I mean, this was in 2018. I was petrified for anyone to know what I was doing because like you said earlier, I just was starting it as like a way to kind of um, document my life and just share my favorites. And I wasn't really, I didn't even show my face for like the first six months. I mean, it was more just like, over you know flat lays and it was it was very much like the 2018 Instagram style I wanted to do it separate because I knew that if I did an extension of my personal Instagram I just would not be able to show up fully the way I wanted to and I knew that from the get-go so that's kind of why I started fresh I've seen people um, just kind of use their personal Instagram and they're able to just get over that and just show up the way they want to show up. But for me, I didn't want to do that because I knew that a lot of people following me weren't going to be interested in skincare and beauty. So why would I force it down their throat if that was you know my niche that I knew I was going to start? Whereas lifestyle, it's more like you're sharing your life. These people know and love you and, you know, are friends with you. So it's, it's a lot easier to do that that way because you're not really doing much different other than just showing a little bit more of a peek inside your life. No, that makes total sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was scary and I did lose a lot of followers. Like I have, I had a lot more followers than I do now. And over time I've lost them, whether, you know, I've made it very clear. If you don't like what I share, you don't like me, please unfollow. So either because of that bots, of course, and then also just people that aren't interested in what I'm sharing because they're guys or like people I knew in high school and college. And I'm just not that person anymore. And that's okay. I mean, it's disheartening, but that's okay. So I struggled with that. Like, should I have just kept my personal account and then kept and then started this account? But because I am more of the personality, it ultimately it decided, you know, it's good that I didn't because I am unafraid now to be my true self and just show up like yesterday I like had wet hair because I got caught in the rain or like after crying like I'll come on and I have no shame doing that and I know not everyone feels comfortable with that and that's okay you know not everyone has to do that not everyone can do that and I'm not saying like I you know I'm not bragging I'm just saying like that's who I am yeah no don't get me wrong it was definitely hard to do and it's scary and I'm sometimes like damn like should I have said that but I'm like you know what I already said it and then I'll get that one message that like I'm glad you shared that I'm going through that too or like I felt that way like thank you so much for sharing I'm like okay so like it is worth it there is a reason like someone does want it and that's so that's why I I continue to do it because I'm doing it for me and for the people that I know can relate to it and do feel that the people who are very niche and share the very curated or aesthetic you know still doing the 2018 style or just very like limited into that niche they go to those people for that but then they also want to see me you can follow both and that's the beauty of curating who you're following so would you do anything different if you were starting today Probably not. Honestly, I think um, I definitely didn't grow as fast as I think I could grow if I I were to start over right now, just because I, I know exactly how to like set up everything in a way that I would want. But I think the way I did it taught me so much. I mean, just the, just aside from Instagram, the ability for me to 
find time to create content when I was working my nine to five was just a skill in its own, right? So um, there's a lot of work and a lot of time that you need to put aside for Instagram when it comes to engaging with people, interacting with people, replying to comments. And that took up, up a lot of my time. And if it weren't for that, I don't think I would appreciate my following as much now because I worked really damn hard for it. So yeah, I don't think I would do anything differently. I, I niched down. I you know, followed what I thought would work at the time and it ended up working for me. And yeah, I, I think I would do the same thing today too. What advice do you have for people who, so there's a few different types of people that I'm going to ask advice for. So for someone who wants to start today, has like a personal, but they're going to start a fresh account, new account, they're going to niche down. You can pick the niche, but what would you say, like, how would you advise them to start? They're, they, they're, they created a new account, but they haven't named it yet. And they don't know what it's going to be yet. What is it? Like, how do you start from there from scratch? Pick five topics that you know, you want to cover five topics. I call them content pillars and write them down. Then write down, you know, 10 different ideas under each content pillar, then re make content, but repeat sharing that same information. Those 10 ideas you put underneath those content pillars you want to be making videos over and over and over again. Just because you covered it once doesn't mean you, can, you can't cover it again. Come up with a 30-day plan. I would focus fully on videos because videos is kind of where Instagram is pushing content. And obviously you can recycle your TikToks to Instagram. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. But we get 30 days of ideas down. I would, if they're busy, have them batch create. If they're not, have them you know, set aside an hour or two each day to where they're creating these videos and then just recycle them and post at least once a day. If you can more on TikTok, I would do more on TikTok, but that alone, you can grow a lot just by posting reels. I think people still feel like they want to be sharing static images on Instagram. And I do think that there is a time and a place for them. But when it comes to wanting to grow their Instagram, I just don't see the benefit as much as I see the benefit in reels. So if someone wants to grow, post reels. Post reels every single day. Get used to making video content and you will see some growth. You're going to pull in people. Instagram's pushing reels to random people. It's a lot easier to build an audience that way. Yeah, that's great advice. For a name, like you have, your name is obviously Maddie and that's not your account handle. Would you, if you're going to niche down, would you come up with a different, like a, like for example, choose your glow or would you use like your full name? Like how do you come up with a name or do you, do you think the name matters anymore or is it just the content? When it comes to the name, I really don't, I don't think it matters as much now. And I, I, if you were to ask me this two years ago, I would have had a completely different answer. My name was choose your glow from the beginning. I've thought about changing it just to my, my name, but because people know me for that, from that name, I just feel like I'm like too far gone. I like don't think I could change yeah. it at this point. I don't think, I think it's actually a good thing to have you be known by your name from the get-go because it's easier for people to find you that way. Um, obviously, if like you do stuff like this, like podcasts, or if you're in articles, your name is going to become something that people are familiar with. So if they search that on Google or on Instagram, it's going to be easier for them to find you. So I fully support just using your name for that and then maybe having 
your niche in your bio or, you know, in your profile name, um, not extra your actual handle, but your profile name below. So it can be searchable. Yeah, that makes total sense. I, it's funny because there was like that big wave in the last few months and last year or so of people who, you know, had a blog name or account name and then switched to their real name. And mm-hmm. I guess you're staying in your, your account name, which is totally fine. I was just curious because there was that wave and I honestly, mostly because I'm not creative enough, never came up with a different name. I was just like, I am Kayla Moran. That's literally how I introduced myself to everybody. And my blog is Kayla Moran blog. And I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Kayla Moran. Nice to meet you. So that's why I just never change it. But there is extra letters in my name because my handle, just my name is taken. And I'm like, I, I hope one day I can buy it and change it. But also I'm like, everyone knows me as like the one with extra letters. So I'm like, so I, I totally understand that like dichotomy. So that's funny. but. So you said posting once a day, is there a certain time to post or how do you find what time is best for you to post to be consistent in posting? All about experimenting. You know, there's everyone wants that like one size fits all answer. And um, like in my coaching calls, that's like almost the first question I always get asked, like, hey, what time, what hashtags, like how how often? And I'm like, okay, slow down. We need to figure out like what your content's about first. Experiment, try times, you know, analytics and insights give you a lot of good information. It tells you when your followers are active, but again, it's not all about your followers. It's about bringing in those new followers too. So um, when, who do you want to be reaching to, like reaching out to, and when are they awake? And when do you think they're on their social media. And that alone will kind of give you a good like block of time to where you should be posting and then try out different times within that block of time. See what works, see what works for you too. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is longevity. And if you can't keep up with it and you can't be consistent because you're trying to find follow all of these rules, but it's not actually keeping you happy and passionate about what you're making, there's no point in following all these rules because what makes influencers who have done well different than the ones who haven't been able to do well is that they just keep going. Like they're like energizer bunnies. They just don't stop. And that's what's important. So find what allows you to be consistent, whether it's the time, whether it's the amount of um, videos you're putting out, like, you know, all of that, find what works for you. Because if you decide to do three videos a day and after two weeks you're burnt out and then you take two weeks off, that's going to hurt you more than if you just were to post one, one time a day, every day and not burn out. So I always say, find what will keep you going and stick with that because eventually you'll see the growth even if you're slower than others that's okay if you're consistent you will grow it's just statistically possible for you to grow yeah no that makes total sense and I agree you do you just have to pivot and like keep you know try one thing oh you hit a wall all right try this and just see what works for you same with the content pillars the niche as well you know if you think you want to be one niche but that's not actually feeling good for you it's okay to change it or if you're ready to add one more pillar in or a different type of content in like try that but I'm glad you mentioned about pivoting because I think that's super important and with the growth as well you said something earlier and you kind of touched on it again do you think it's important to have a growth mindset or a longevity mindset 
longevity comes first over everything. I think it's good to have a growth mindset if that's what drives you. But I think we've all come to realize that the numbers don't really matter when it comes to follower count. I think it's about creating content that each time you're improving a little bit, you know, you want to improve just as a person. So you're just in competition with yourself. What your last video, what's one little tiny tweak that wouldn't take you long to fix that you can make different for your next video. Just try to improve each time for yourself. You don't really need to feel like you have to reach a certain amount of views or a certain amount of followers by the end of the year. I mean, when you, when you set goals like that, it almost becomes impossible for you to like live up to it because if you don't, then you feel like you're a failure and then you don't want to do it anymore. So I think it's just, you know, creating little tiny habits that can change each day that each 1% change is going to create a better result than trying to change 30% and improve 30% in one week. It's just, it's impossible to upkeep. No, totally. And I, cause you said earlier, it's like, if you have these content pillars and if you create the same types of videos, you know, keep redoing them and making them a little different each time you're going to grow and that's how you're going to grow. But I, and then you said longevity. So I was like, which one do you think is more important? And I agree. I think longevity, because ultimately we all want to do this for a long time. We see the value in building a brand doing this. So I just wanted to make that differentiation between growth and longevity. Okay. So now for someone who is like me, like I have been creating content for several years now, but I am now, okay, I want to make this my business. Like it's my side hustle still. It's still going to be a side hustle, but I want to make this my business in the hopes of either it becoming my full-time or using it to launch a business or a product or something. What advice for someone do you have that is kind of like, I've been doing this for a little while, but like, I need a new strategy. Where do you start? I would start with how do you want to monetize? Like what, what is your main goal? Because just having an idea is it's going to be a little bit harder to actually put like actionable steps towards it. It's better to just have it written out. Okay. I want to get a long-term collab with this brand. Okay. Well then could you make little changes each day in your content that would one help bring in followers that are interested in this brand or interested in this type of brand. And two, how are you going to set yourself up by continuing to mention the brand, um, buying their products, making video free videos for them? Like that, you have to have your end goal and then work towards that because I think a lot of people just want, you know, to grow and then they want it to just like show up. They want the brands to reach out. They want the money to just come flowing in, but if there is just a lot of planning behind monetizing. And if you want to go the brand partnership route, then there is a specific type of strategy. You can work towards that. If you want to go more like the service route, like with what I've done with choose your social, I think niching down is the best way to go. I mean, if you are talking about a specific niche over and over and over again, and then you launch a product or service from that niche, that's the best way to get an audience of people that are going to be interested in whatever you're launching. If you're talking about a specific 
specific thing. So, you know, I, I fully support people doing what they want with their page. I want them to enjoy it. I want them to be able to tap into their passions. But when it comes to monetizing, the easiest way to do that is really to follow one of those strategies and put your effort every day towards that strategy and creating your career for yourself. Yeah. It just, it depends on what route you want to go. No, I think that's great advice. So you have two different niches, hence why you have two different accounts. If you are someone who wants to have multiple niches, do you recommend having two accounts? Or would you, if you were starting today, would you do both in the same account and make both of those your niches and have each niche have five content pillars? Or do you recommend having two different accounts? Because isn't that a lot to manage just on a, you know, managing one's a service account, one's a brand partnership account, you know, the different strategies, the different content you crave for each one, like, is it easier to keep them separate or would you, and I don't think you would combine them at this point personally, but would it, would you recommend to someone to, if they want to do that, do them together or keep them separate? Keep them separate. It's, it would be impossible for me to do what I'm doing with the different audiences and getting the different partnerships and opportunities if I had them together, because there just would be no consistency in my content people would come on my page and be like, okay, I like skincare and beauty, but now she's half of her content is also about tips. I don't care about that. I don't want to be an influencer. It's just, it's almost like impossible to grow to that, to where I've been just because people get confused when they click on my profile. Right. So I think I fully, fully believe, and I know that there are like people out there that don't and that's I totally support that too but just from my personal experiences I believe in keeping them separate but yeah it's a lot of work you know I mean I'm sure you know with your podcast and your Instagram like it's a lot of work to keep two things going but at the end of the day you know that hard work does pay off so if you don't have the capacity to have them split up then I would focus in on one thing at a time you know you have if you have other passions like you can still have those passions you don't You just don't have to share it online, you know, like let that be a passion that you share with yourself. And that's separate, you know, just like for me, cooking and exercise and stuff like that, just because I'm not talking about it constantly doesn't mean I'm like taking away from me being able to still enjoy it. It's still a big part of my life and definitely comes into play here and there. I just don't plan my content around, around that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I love that. Do you think, for example, someone who wants to do both, but doesn't want to have two Instagram accounts because they already have their personal and then their second account is business one. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can have like the second niche be on TikTok and your TikTok niche and your Instagram niche be different? Um, cause they are two very different platforms. Can you talk a little bit about strategies and how they differ for each platform and if you would recommend that, because for me personally, like my TikTok right now, I'm just doing all the trends and stuff just for fun, because I don't have the time to develop a new strategy. But I know once I graduate and my, my TikTok will pivot to a lot more career and networking and like behind the scenes of my life as a lawyer and creator and like how career and networking and empowerment all like, that's going to be what my TikTok is about. And like, I'm going to create, I created a second TikTok for my consulting services but my Instagram is going to be a lot more lifestyle based and like showing that as the behind the scenes but like my focus is going to be fashion and beauty and still that empowerment because that is who I am as a person and wellness like that's what my Instagram's be at so for someone who like wants to have two niches do you recommend having one Instagram niche and one TikTok niche if they don't want to have like three accounts or and what are the strategies for TikTok so 
I may be biased when it comes to videos, but I am pretty much, only, I only do videos now because I've just seen the most growth and I, I really enjoy putting them together. But I also think that short form video is almost like what people are wanting to see. People have short attention spans. They want to scroll, but they also want to be entertained. So in my eyes, if you're posting on TikTok, I think you should fully be reposting those to Instagram, those same videos. So if you have a niche on TikTok, it's like, okay, just have an account on Instagram. You don't have to engage. You don't have to be like super active. Just repost your reels. And it's just like killing two birds with one stone. Whereas if you want on Instagram, if you wanted to be more like pictures, videos here and there, you don't feel like you could put out enough videos to keep a TikTok going, then I could see you keeping it a little bit different. But if you're making a TikTok and you're posting every day, I fully believe that you should just be reposting those as Instagram reels because I've seen accounts. I mean, I've um, used to manage an Instagram account like over a year ago, and I was able to grow a skincare account from zero to 6,000 just from posting a reel every single day. I didn't do anything else. I wasn't DMing people. I wasn't commenting on people's Instagram. It was just reels alone and her account was able to grow that much. So I do really see the power. I've seen it in my accounts. I've seen it in other accounts. People aren't all, like not a lot of people are comfortable in making videos. So I think if you are going to put effort into something, it should be in mastering the skill of video making because you will have an advantage over other people who haven't really caught on quite yet. No, that makes total sense. And that's where I'm at. I'm not super comfortable making video yet. I've gotten a little bit better at it in the last few months. Cause I finally, like once the new year came, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know why I'm so afraid. Like I'm, I have no problem coming on after I've been crying. So like, why can't I just like, I finally like got over and I was like, all right, I'm going to make videos. And I have seen the benefit of them, but I do still enjoy static pictures sometimes here and there. I like, I love a good quote and I like sharing just like memories, but I, I know the value of reels. I'm getting better at them, but I, I do personally still struggle. But I, I agree. I think it totally makes sense. If you're going to make them on TikTok, might as well post them on Instagram too. It's not like not posting them unless they are two separate niches. Then I think you, yeah, you just need to have separate accounts. If you're going to niche down all the way. And if you're going to be a personality, then I think you can, I, I, not everything I post on TikTok go, makes it to Instagram, you know, and, and you have to be, you have to just be mindful of that. But you said you used to work as a, social media manager. Is that what you did at your nine to five job or what was your nine to five job? And then how did social media come about? Like you said, 2018 is when you started this like, and how long did it take you to be able to go full-time? I'll give you like a quick timeline because I feel like it's the easiest for me to explain. So 2018, I'm working my nine to five. I'm actually, I graduated with a degree in accounting. I was working for a finance firm and was there for about five years. I started was bored out of my mind. I mean, I absolutely, I did. I, I liked it. I loved my coworkers. Um, but I was bored out of my mind. It was like, just, that's know. how I feel about school. I'm just bored. Like yeah. I'm very, yeah. <laughs> not tapping into your creativity at yeah. all. So I started my account, my Instagram account, choose your glow on the side, um, just to share my skincare and beauty favorites. Cause I was passionate about that at the time. I kind of was able to cure my acne at that time. So I was sharing my favorites making posts. After I'd say about six months, I was able to get to like 2000 and I realized, okay, like I was starting to get free product from brands. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, this is something here. Like I'm going to, you know, put more effort into it. 
So I started putting more effort into it. And then about a year after that, I got my first paid campaign. It was like $200. I was ecstatic. It was like the most exciting thing, thing in the entire world. I started getting more of that. It was January of 2021, where I was making more through brand partnerships than I was with my job. And, you know, I was definitely making a comfortable income at my nine to five, but I realized, okay, I love this so much more. I'm killing myself with how much effort I'm putting into trying to keep up with both. And I just thought it was time for me to kind of quit and try to put more effort into that. Now, while all of this is happening on the side, I was talking with a lot of skincare brands and, you know, PR on PR lists and possible partnerships. And I was giving them a lot of advice. Like some of the brands um, I noticed like weren't doing certain things or they weren't um, featuring certain people or maybe their Instagram was a little bit too salesy. So I would give them some advice in email and say, Hey, you know, I, I don't think that um, your budget aligns with me, but here's a few pieces of advice and here's some influencers that I think that you could work with that would really love to work with you. So I started doing that. They ended up referring me out to other brands. It ended up where my emails were like filled with skincare brands just wanting advice from me. So I started Choose Your Social just kind of as a way for those brands to be able to reach out to me. I started a separate email and when I start, when I quit my job, I started doing consulting for brands, but then I started on Instagram management. Um, I had at one point, like five Instagram accounts I was managing. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And I had no idea how hard Instagram managers worked. And I just was making a lot more money consulting than I was managing. So after about, you know, maybe eight months, I, um, you know, kind of handed off my Instagram managing accounts to other people I knew. And I fully am coaching now. Um, I kind of switched from focusing on skincare brands and businesses to now influencers and content creators. I let my content kind of figure out my niche for me. So once I realized that I was getting more comments and likes and DMs from people that were influencers and content creators wanting to grow I started focusing my content on that and then my TikTok kind of grew from there so that's kind of how this all came about (laughs) no I love that and I think that's such a great a big theme on my podcast is that it's not linear like everything kind of just what you think what you set out to do isn't always and most of the time it's not how you end up or where you end up and you, again, just got to pivot and try new things and take risks. And you took a risk by leaving your jobs. You're like, okay, I'm going to focus on this. And if it doesn't work out, you're going to figure it out, but you didn't have to, it worked out. And then I like that choose your social has kind of evolved with that consulting to management pathway and then kind of coaching now or management to consulting and then coaching. And then your choose your glow has just remained your main page, which is where you're still talking about beauty and skincare and you're showing a little bit more about who you are as well so I think that makes total sense and I'm just fascinated by people who who do social media management and coaching because I just I that's definitely not something that I see myself doing it's not something I I think I would be good at I I definitely I want to be a consultant on the networking and like business side and entrepreneur side and use my legal degree in that way 
but not so much the social media thing. Cause although I work as an influencer manager at Rella social and I love it, it's not like, that is what I want to do as with my legal degree, use my legal degree to help me do that. Not so much like create content about that, but I give props to people who do because it is super important and it's entertaining and it's valuable, but it is a lot of work. I don't know how you ran like seven accounts. It was hard. I think with like my two accounts now, choose your social and choose your glow. I do intertwine. Well, I intertwine choose your glow into choose your social a lot just because I can use my real life experiences there to share things on choose your social. So I still kind of intertwine the two, but it helps me with choose your glow because I am fully enveloping myself and learning everything I can possibly learn. So I feel like it's helped me as a creator, just know, you know, new things, new features, new trends. Um, It's definitely kind of helped me grow there too. Oh, I can only imagine. So where do you, as someone who is a coach and is creating content about this, who do you look to and where do you look for information about these new resources, these new tools for someone who either wants to become a coach like you or can't afford a coach yet, but wants to be learning all of this other than consuming content from you guys? Like where else do you go to get that information? I am a part of so many email marketing emails. I like there's, um, I have a list I can write down, but like four or like, there's just, there's just a lot of different like articles and blogs that are all about social media. There's podcasts I listen to. I mean, whenever I have free time, I'm either reading an article or listening to a podcast about how I can be better at marketing, social media, learning something new. So because I'm pretty up to date on reading these things, when something new comes out, usually those articles are like the first to know about it. So I have something called Unroll Me and it puts I all of love Unroll Me. It's the love best. It. Yes, it's the best. So I'll just like every week go through my Unroll Me and it's all my like emails that um, for marketing, I put it into a little category and I'll just like spend an hour or two just kind of reading through all of those. I'll write down if I get any ideas for content that week. And um, also just scrolling through TikTok. If there's a new trend or if someone's saying that there's a new feature, then I'll just kind of search it in the Explorer um, by the last week and see if I can find anything that's new that I can talk about. But, um, you know, with TikTok and Instagram, it's hard because features roll out to everyone pretty slowly. So it's hard for me to like mention something new if, it hasn't, it's not available to everyone yet. So that's only downside of that, but no, I, that's great. I, uh, unroll me is so underrated. I need to talk about that more because I would not be able to survive. Like I have 500 different email accounts for different things. Uh-huh. And, but like my main, my personal email is kind of at this point become, become a junk email because I'm pretty like focused on like my blog email, which is like my blog and Instagram and Instagram and podcast. And like my work emails, my school email. So like that one has kind of been like just random junk. And I like have to go through it every couple of weeks and like put it into my roll up or unsubscribe. So I love unroll me. But for someone who now you're doing this full time, but for someone who is, even if they're still working, like they're nine to five or in school, but they're making a significant amount of money on social media and they're considering take it, taking it full time or have just taken it full time. How do you structure your days or your weeks to like 
focus on admin and also the content creation part and then also the research part which is a huge component of what you do how do you structure your day you want to see my giant schedule i put it on a whiteboard because i like to see it right in front of me so i have like pretty much every day is pretty much the same except tuesdays are my calls so it's different but every other day is pretty much the same i have like blocks of time to where i um, will record and I kind of do what I want that day. Um, if there's any campaigns I need to shoot that day, then I'll put it under the must list. But today I didn't have anything that were, was due. But yeah, so emails, I try to like, I call it, um, what is the name of it? It's from the book Atomic Habits, habit bundling. So I'll do like, I love walking just around the house or outside in the morning. So while I'm walking, I forward emails and reply to emails. So I try to like batch things together to where I know that I'll get it done because it's just something that I do every single time I do something else. So when I batch them together, I just, I never go a day where I forget to like go through my emails because if I didn't walk, then I didn't, you know, reply to my emails. So I know that they will always both be done together. That makes sense. For me, my walks are usually like my podcast time where I'm going through TikTok and Instagram getting ideas, but that is such a good way of doing the emails as well. For me right now, I probably will start doing what you do once I'm graduated. But right now I just, when I sit down, like, all right, these two hours I can get work done. I check my work emails. These two hours I can get school done. I check my school and make sure I have like a school calendar. But when do you schedule, like, when do you write that out? Do you write it the night before or that morning? Since you do it daily, how do you, when, when do you do that scheduling it all out? So my schedule stays the same Monday through Friday, except Tuesdays are different. So usually Tuesdays I have calls back to back all day. So I never even have to like change it out. The only thing I have to add is like the videos that are actually due that day. So I'll do that the night before, like around eight when I'm like winding down, I'll just like, if I have a few things I'm recording with skincare and then I'll set those products out just so it's in front of me. I'll write down what's due. I have a good idea of what I'm doing that next day. So I'm not like, okay, like what do I record next? Okay. What's my idea? Because that just takes too much time. I'd rather have that set up beforehand. So yeah, I'm the, I kind of do the same thing, but pretty much like between Friday and Sunday that weekend, I write a note on my phone is my weekly schedule. And I have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I have like what I need to get done that day, each one. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are my call days as well. And then because the other days I have class. So in between classes, I'm working. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are like days I record podcasts. I have therapy. And then just like any time I do a networking call with someone that I connected with, like usually I schedule those in as well. Um, So I like that the calendaring system. Are there any apps or um, resources you use to plan your content, plan your feed, any, anything that you use to help you manage it all? Any resources? I've gone through a lot of apps in my timeline, but what the app that I use that I've never stopped using, um, but I still use every day to this day is Trello. I love Trello just for organizing my thoughts. So I have like my content pillars in Trello and for both choose your glow and choose your social like two separate um tabs and on whenever i get an idea i'll just write it down under that pillar in trello it's like an app or if i see a video that i'm like ooh, this would be a really good idea but if i did it for like a lip gloss instead of a um you know an outfit if i like you know use the same style video then i'll copy the link and just put it under 
in Trello and it shows the video and it's just, yeah, I love that app. Also, um, I like preview if you're someone that likes to pre-plan content. I like it because you have to like manually post instead of it scheduling out. I've never been one that's good with scheduling because I like to manually hit the post button. It holds me accountable to like be on and double check, make sure there are no typos or anything. But if you are someone that likes to schedule, Planoly is, I think, the best scheduling tool from what I've used for my Instagram managing days. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I like to manually post just because my my caption might change depending on how I'm feeling that day. Like that, like totally. what I want it to say might be different. So I don't want it to schedule post. I want it to, I'll plan it out. I use Rella because I work there, which you should try. I think you actually really like it. Shameless plug. At this point, Natalie's like, you're, <laughs> like I'm shameless I just and it comes so naturally to me it's really funny but um love it I I do the same thing like I will plan it in Rella and I'll write the caption write the hashtags everything but I have to manually post I allow myself to manually post it so when I copy it over to Instagram I'm like as I'm reading I'm like mm, I'm gonna go back and change that so we were talking about this at the beginning like audits like do you as a coach do you still do social media audits or is that a service that you provide separately or how do you how do you audit an account what does that even mean so I I only do coaching calls at this point and usually we'll start with kind of an audit at the very beginning of the coaching call um you know sometimes I don't even feel like you know, people, if they're not growing, they think there's something wrong. You know, like there's something wrong with my page. My bio's wrong. You know, they think there's something wrong, but a lot of times everything does look good. It's just, you got to focus on your content. You got to focus on the message. You need to, you know, figure out a way to stand out and make an impact. And, you know, sometimes you don't even need an audit, but usually at the beginning of my coaching calls, we'll go over the audit. Although I don't have like a separate service for that. At this point, I'm just, you know, allowing my Tuesdays to be all choose your social days. And my time definitely fills up with my choose your glow stuff on all the other days. I don't know if I'll be um, opening up more days to choose your social, but at this point it's been working and, you know, I never want to take away time from choose your glow. Cause at the end of the day, that's like my passion. That's my what I'm the most excited about. So um, no matter what, that will always be my number one priority. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. What advice do you have for someone who wants to get into the beauty and skincare space and kind of create an account that's similar to Choose Your Glow? And they know that that's their niche. Where do they begin? What content? Just can you either use yourself as an example or as a coach, however you want to do it, what pillars, products, or companies that they should look into working with and kind of how to kickstart that account? Sure. So I think there are like three different personas you can show up as online. There's like the best friend where you're just kind of like, come on a journey with me, learn with me, grow with me, you know, come on and see if we can, if I can change my skin. I feel like that's more of like um, the best friend type you know, scenario, then there's the mentor or coach. So I see, um, you know, people who are maybe experts in the field, estheticians, um, but are still a little bit more laid back. They're showing their life. They're being more authentic, real, having real conversations, starting conversations. Um, and then there's the like educator. So think about, um, I don't know if you know, Dr. Dre, she's, um, 
a dermatologist that kind of has a Instagram account. So she is very professional. She's showing up professionally, teaching, educating, and um, people see her as the teacher, the expert. You don't really see much else, right? Figure out what persona you want to play and and then, you know, try to tap into that because if you want to go the best friend route, then you need to show up as yourself. You don't want to play any other person. You want to um, get to know, let people get to know you. You want to share the good, the bad, the great, the ugly, you know, whatever it may be. You just got to let people into your life and be that best friend online. And with skincare and beauty, I think your skin type does play a large role in what niche you're going to be. I always say that you want to be speaking to one specific type of person because if you try to speak to everyone, you're going to end up speaking to no one. So for me right now, because I have grown, my niche is a little bit more broad, but in my bio, it says sensitive skin saga. So people know that I have sensitive skin just by clicking on my page. So if they also have sensitive skin, most likely they'll be a little bit more drawn to follow me. Whereas if they had super dry um, aging skin, maybe they would be like, "Mm, she's not the page for me, but that's what I want. You know, I want people who don't feel like they could get what they want from me to not follow me because um, at the end of the day, you want to find your, um, you know, your perfect community. So I always say in your bio, write down, you know, who you're actually speaking to. If you're, um, a Gen Z who struggles with acne, then put that. I'm, you know, Gen Z just trying to clear my skin. That right there will, when people, if another Gen Z is clicking on your profile and also struggling with acne, they're going to feel drawn to following your journey because they're right there with you. That makes total sense. I agree. I think the bio is very important. It says a lot. And I love that. For anyone who wants to start posting on social media is already posting what's one piece of advice that you have for them don't wait just post just start like don't don't wait for the perfect time don't wait until you have more free time don't wait until um you know this job ends just start posting it it shouldn't take a lot of effort to just put content out you have an idea and you're in the car and it just popped into your brain pull over and take a 10 minute a 10 second video, like just do it. You know, people are almost more drawn to that immediate on the fly type content because it feels more authentic and real anyways. So just start putting stuff out there. If it flops, who the heck it cares? A lot of stuff flops for a lot of people. We move on from it and we learn from it. So just start posting every day if you can, if you're not feeling it one day and you know, you need a break, allow yourself that grace, but just start posting. Don't wait for the perfect time because there will never be a perfect time. I love that. I think that's such a great place to end. And that's kind of the advice I gave myself over the new year. I just, I've started posting videos. They're going to get better and they're going to pivot as I continue to evolve and my lifestyle changes in the next few months. But I actually really enjoyed starting to post. I was like, why was I so scared? Like definitely think there's things I could be doing better and I will continue to be getting better. But I, yeah, I think just start. And um, one of my favorite quotes is launch fast and adjust. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't just launched what I was doing, my blog, Instagram, TikTok, my podcast, especially 
and just kind of gone from there. So I think that's such a great place to end. What are some resources? You mentioned podcasts, you mentioned newsletters and like email marketing or, and you mentioned a few accounts to like name like two or three resources about anything that we just talked about, your favorite resources, things that you check every day or every week that you think everyone should go check out. If you are wanting to focus in on TikTok, the TikTok marketing podcast is really good. Um, the social media marketing by Michael Stelzner is really good there. Um, if you just want like branding advice and business advice, I love Jenna Kutcher. I think she's amazing. Um, the gold digger podcast and email marketing. See, I can't even think of all the names right now, but I know four comes out with one. I know see I know later does as well later have one like all of those sites that like planally like all of those um social media CRM systems usually have a weekly newsletter that comes out and it's all about social media updates and tools and even on Twitter if you just um look up these same companies on Twitter they're a little bit more up to date follow CEOs on Twitter follow the Instagram CEO follow um, TikTok CEO, they post good updates too. If you just want to be like in the know if something new happens. I've heard Twitter is the place to be right now from Natalie, especially with like getting VC funding. So that's a, I didn't expect you to say Twitter, but that's a good one. And then um, know, again, yeah. shameless plug, Rella also has a newsletter and we share advice and tips on social media. So I think you would enjoy that one as well. And I'll add that to your list. But thank you so much, Maddie, for coming on. I have loved this conversation and picking your brain and I've gotten some really great tips and things I'm going to implement. Where can everyone find you? It was so nice to meet with you. And this was so fun. Um, everyone can find me at Choose Your Glow if you're interested in skincare and beauty stuff and Choose Your Social if you are wanting to grow your social medias or just need tips and motivation on um, just how, how to show up every day. Thank you.